podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Sam Keir, host of Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. For the past 12 months, I've been talking to T20 star David Visa, getting his take from behind the scenes at the IPL, the 100 and the rest of the world's biggest leagues. That's the Donnelly View system, DLS. There's no <laughs> ways in my mind that was up. These guys don't know how to win at this stage. He had his driver pick him up in his Bentley. People start chanting your name. You kind of have to pinch yourself. Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Sport Social. When you get a ticket for not wearing your seatbelt, it comes from the police. And from your mother. And your best friend. And your family. We want you to buckle up every trip, every time. Three out of four people ejected from a vehicle in a crash will die. If you won't do it for yourself, do it for us. We like having you around. Click it or ticket. A message from the Michigan Office of Highway Safety Planning. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Gentlemen, and welcome to the Fatback Four. Sorry, we're late. Um, we are four minutes late, and it's not down to Grace; it's actually down to me. Um, mentioned that. I'm yeah. Glad you that. Uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I was out last night. I got home very late. I'm struggling badly today, but I actually wasn't. Um, it, it actually wasn't down to the drink that I was late. It was um, it was technical issues. What do you say? Uh, with me this evening, uh, Matt is away, but in another country doing something, and um, I didn't even bother asking what it was. But um. What else we uh, we have Grizz, we have Peter Phillips. We're gonna have a little chat around the Napoli game that went on today. Um we're gonna have a chat around the, the transfer window that's gonna be closing. Harvey Elliott has been signed, um different bits and pieces and whatever comments come from you as well, we will do that. This show will be about forty five minutes long and after that then uh, we will shut it down and I will see you tomorrow evening. Right. Um where do we go? Where do we go? Peter first uh, up. Uh, Liverpool nil Napoli three. Um, from Murrayfield today, uh, it is pre-season. They're getting run. They're getting, you know, minutes in their legs. All this sort of stuff. But to be brutally honest, I thought Liverpool were very lethargic and and, uh, and disappointing. To be perfectly honest, what was your take on it? Yeah, well, yeah, like you say, it was um, it was pretty poor performance, wasn't it? Especially that the first half and. With just 12 days to go till the start of the season, I know you're missing your front three of um, Mane, Firmino, Salah, plus Cater and Shaqiri um, and Alisson. But to be honest, you, you do expect more from the team at this stage of the season. Like I say, 12, 12 days to go and it's it wasn't looking very good. It was looking pretty much a shambles, wasn't it? Um, but I think most importantly, the thing is that we need to to take from the game, and a lot of people have been saying it, is is the fitness from the game game, good job it's a pre-season game because there's, there's lots for, for Jürgen Klopp to work on isn't there and um, I think going into the City game next week it's it's one of them it's it's a glorified friendly isn't it and I think that's a game now as well as the Leon that we need to prepare for for the, the Norwich game i.e. tactically and 
defensively because today was basically a, um, was a no-show, wasn't it? Apart from when the, the young kids come on with 20 minutes to go, um, they, they showed a lot of desire, didn't they? I thought Hoover done really well, uh, Brewster, Harry Wilson, um, and the young 16-year-old Elliot, who, who didn't do no wrong and uh, looked pretty assured for a, for a young kid coming into making making his debut in, in a sellout stadium like that in, in Scotland was, was really, really good to see. So, yeah, lots of things to work on um, and uh, going on to Leon Wednesday now. Great. For me, um, watching the game, you know... It was a it was a strong back four. It was a it was a strong midfield. It's a makeshift forward line, and um, because of the because the majority of the players we have missing, and um, because of international duty and stuff, are our forward players. Um, but again, it looked it went back like Sporting Lisbon game. We looked a bit more creative and stuff like that. But today it went back to more just, you know, doing the basics, holding onto the ball, not looking to penetrate, you know, and then even defending boys against the goals. There wasn't. It wasn't great cover or tracking and stuff. It just looked very lethargic to me. Like they were, I don't know whether they trained already today, but um, before the game, but it just looked very, I don't know, seventy percent pace probably. Is that what it looks like to you? Is, is it just a case of they're going at this pace and and building them up, building themselves up to not even the charity shields, Norwich at home, or is it a case where you're looking at it going? And I'm a bit worried here, like they're, they're not even doing the simple things properly. Yeah, uh, overall, I'm not worried. Um, you know, as we've discussed a few times, it is just, you know, you don't look at the results at this stage. You just kind of get, try and get minutes, as you said, in your legs and you're trying to work up towards fitness. I was, I've calmed down a little bit in terms of uh, worrying about the, being critical of the game today. So overall, I'm not worried, but I was, I was critical of the performance. Uh, especially from a defensive point, from a uh, defensive point of view, uh, because you know it's been it's been it's been um, established that they trained, they done a double session yesterday, and they only travel and they travelled on the day today. So um, you know that explains it to doing a double session and then on the back of just flying back from the USA what a few days ago. So you know at the end of the day we've got to. Realize they are humans and these kind of things do catch up with you. And, you know, we also know Klopp is a hard, hard taskmaster. So he's, he's probably flogged them in training as well, which is all well and good. So look, I've been, I've, I've, since reading that and since finding out that in the double session and they've traveled this morning, you know, it, it kind of explains sort of the legginess slightly. What, I mean, and I, and I also wouldn't be critical of the attack being looking blunt. Gav is, you know, without five of our creative attackers. Oh, no, no, I wouldn't for a second go on about the attack. Yeah. I think it's, it's yeah, very makeshift. I did, I did expect a better solid defensive performance. Uh, remember we discussed in, in Sporting that Klopp is slowly, slowly showing signs of slight agitation in terms of Absolutely. why why they're conceding so many soft goals and how easily teams are sort of getting through us. I mean, you've got to remember... They've scored three today, and I think Mignolet saved about three, four as well. Whereas the other keepers made like maybe I think one or two saves near the end there. Um, so yeah, from a defensive point of view, especially considering, I mean I know Allison's a huge, huge factor, but considering we've got the back four and the midfield that we're likely to be setting up with, that's the only slightly concerning issue for me. Yeah, um, no, because I was just looking, even looking at the fourth goal there. 
we we kind of lose, Origi loses the ball. There's no real there's no real pressure to 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 break you know to win it back. It's a good ball over the back, and then Senior gets onto it. And you know, John Matter would usually get get in close to him and and usher him out to the left hand side and and make it difficult, you know, and and to be uh, communication there between the defenders and stuff. But he literally just runs, strolls over towards him. The guy cuts inside. You know, he takes a shot. Matip doesn't even outstretch a leg. You know, it was all a bit... And I kind of looked at it and I thought to myself, is it a thing to be worried about or or is it just literally they're building at a certain pace? But maybe maybe they're building at a certain pace. But Klopp is, is, is agitated at the fact that where the fitness is building, fine. I don't think the application is. And it might be something that's getting to him, you know, because for me, Klopp should be looking for... He should be going into C at about 90%. Should be going in there about 90%, playing the game. That's that's the last of the of the, the tests, the physical tests sort of and then they come in on they come in on the on the Monday or the Tuesday and they've what three, four days and they're at it then hundred percent and that three or four days is used for tactical work and stuff like that going into the Norwich game. I think that that's what his plan will be. But at the same time I think he is looking going, lads, I know you might be only at seventy percent. Like somebody there says sixty percent. Another person says they're not overly worried, but we have looked all over the place defensively. And I think it's more application than than, than organisation. I think fellas just not giving it that extra bit or probably not having that extra bit in them right now. But I, I, I'd be hoping that come the City game, we're going in there at 90%. And I'm hoping that's that's what he's um, looking for. A lot of people there mention um, Ox and Trent um, looking tired. I think Trent does look, his touch looks off. I think Oxley Chairman should should stay as far away from that right wing position as he possibly can because it does not suit him. Um, his back he has his back to go way too much, and um, he's not that sort of player. PRM, as you said there, we only have you know whatever amount of days to the season starting now. It's it's is it two weeks today? Mm-hmm. Two, no, twelve it, days. Twelve days. days sorry, start yeah, on yeah, the Friday. Starting yeah. on Friday, obviously. How did I don't know that I'll be there? Um, but for you, is it something where you're just thinking it's a build up, and you want to come out of the city game? With that fitness spot on and looking tactically then for for the couple of days before Norwich, or are you thinking now there's more to this? Are you, are you on the fence on it? Well, my own my observations from today's game, I, I wrote some down before the um, before the show started, and there's, there's a, there was a lot of negatives to be honest with you um, from today's game, and I, I don't really want to focus on the negatives. I'd rather be positive about the the team going forward, but it's hard to dismiss them negative issues that was there from today. So some of the things I thought to myself, there was nothing really up front in the first half. Ibigi's touch was was off. There was no no creativity from midfield. There was no movement. Players all over the pitch was, was static, really. Defence looked like it hadn't really played together. They, they was being cut open by Insignia on numerous occasions. Um, looked like the defence was seriously missing. And Allison, because as we know, Mignolet, he's he's done a job as the back number two last season, a very good job backing Allison up. Even though we didn't put a, come onto the pitch much last season, and it's probably the best way because as you see in today, that that second goal where he's just parried it out straight into, I think it come deflected off Van Dijk and into the path of the the Napoli striker who had a, a, a tap in. So he, he should be catching that one for me, Simon Mignolet. Um, so yeah, there's there's lots of issues for for Klopp to to get um, sorted out before 
the season starts for me. But like I say, it's a good job. It's just pre-season and, and we can work on all these issues before, before the season starts. Starting with Leon on Wednesday, I know Klopp's already said, but his um, press conference hasn't he afterwards that it, that he's gonna um, things are gonna be different and he's gonna demand a response immediately from from the team and you see in that second half didn't you when, when the team come out it was a pretty much a, a different a different team they had they had a, a bollock and a half time to be honest and and when the young lads came on it was um, it, it was good to see because they 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 shown a lot more desire for me they they was they was energetic um, they looked lively so. For me, um, a lot of them need to start in the game against uh, Leon on Wednesday, and then see what happens in in the Manchester City game. If they if they impress again, why not give them a go? We just have to see. It's it's a it's a glorified preseason friendly. So let's see what happens on Wednesday if uh, it gives the young lads a chance again. Yeah, he might he might do. But someone's made a point there that he, they'd be very surprised if eight of that team to start today didn't actually start against. Um, Against uh, Norwich at the at the start on the fourth day of the season, Grizz, for argument's sake, you know, say for argument's sake, the players that we have now <coughs> get into a nice fitness, get the city at ninety ninety five percent, get through the city game, and and are and they're good to go for Norwich. Would you be concerned at the lads coming back? Your Allisons, Firmino's, you know, Kate and Shakiri are apparently joining us in um, in France. You know, you have uh, Mane, Salah. Uh, would you be concerned then that we have all we we we've worked this summer to get these lads up to fitness? The other lads coming back late now are trying to add into the mix. Would you be tempted to go into the start of the season and, and try rest as many of them as you can to give them an extra week off? It's a big, I know it's a big question, but I thought it. Is, I, mean, I mean, I mean, you 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 in an ideal situation, if we showed any sign of fluidity in pre-season. And if the players uh, like uh, your Wilsons, your Brewsters, oh, Brewster, fair enough, you know, uh, your attacking players showed any sign of any sign of gelling and 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 sort of, you know, um, showing that they could get through that first game at home against Norwich with a win, even if we have to scrape a win. In an ideal scenario, you'd like to give the big boys, not all of them, maybe Bobby back. Uh, and Salah, maybe Mane, you'd, ideally you'd like to give maybe one or two of them an extra week off because, we, you know, we, we'll probably go through this again, but we will need them throughout the season, you know, um, considering we haven't added to the attack. Um, it's not ideal. I, I, I don't think we're in a position to give them another week off now. I think the, the attack looks so blunt without them. Um, I think they will have to be sort of replayed. I don't think we can, I can't even, you know, basing on last season, we can't even afford to drop a fucking point, can we, against this machine that I see. So we've got to look to get three points in every single game, and that means sort of playing our best team. Um, I, you know, I don't think we'll see uh, a strong team against Lyon. I think we'll see a lot of the kids start. It was definitely won't be strong as it is today. And then I think we go really strong against Man City and see what kind of level fitness we're at in terms of shape and sort of, you know, that will give an indication of what he does against uh, Norwich on Friday, I think. That's my opinion. Um, the lads that are coming back, apparently they've been training. Like, so for example, Naby and Shaq have been play, uh, training with the first team. They've had a session. 
So let's say they have another couple of sessions. Well, about another session before the Leon game, they may get some minutes. And then it will be a very similar team um, to today. Probably be the exact same team that plays the Charity Shield and then we take it from there. But um, ideal scenario would be to give the lads at least one, maybe two of them a rest because we should have enough to beat Norwich at home. But I don't think the way preseason's going, I don't think we can um, say that that's going to happen now. Yeah, you see, the thing is, it's the open day of the season, and anything can happen on the open day of the season. You've seen a lot, countless times before you go and you play anybody, and anything can happen. It's just one of those Norwich ten games in, you're going, yeah, we sweep them aside, um, yeah. just the way it is. But when Grizz, when is Mane and Salah and Firmino and Allison due back? Everyone's everyone's due back tomorrow, bar uh, Mane. Mane, and when is Mane due back? Mane's due back. Is it a couple of days before Norwich? Is it Pete? Is the following week basically? Yeah, it's after yeah. the. I think it's after, after the Chelsea Shield match. Yeah, the following yeah. Monday. So, so everyone's back tomorrow. Bar Mane, who gets the extra week. That's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so would it be fair, Pierre, to say that, like Chris said, we could go in fairly with a fairly young team um, against uh, Leon, adding a bit of experience later on in the game. Go into the mm. go into the the main lads will get their fitness up during the week and probably look at some tactical stuff during the week. Play Man City on the Sunday. Um, Mane comes back on the Monday, um, and then we end up with a team of Allison, Trent, Virgil Van Dijk, uh, Matip, Robertson, pick three in midfield and the three main boys up front. Would you do you think that's fair? Do you think that's a fair assumption of of, of what I'm saying? Do you think we're making a fair assumption? Yeah, I think that'll be um, pretty much the team that'll start. But you've also got the, the situation, haven't you, of um, Joe Matip. He's not coming into the best of form, is he? So you've got Joe Gomez there, who's coming into the into the the equation as well. If he wants to um, step up to the plate, also you've got the uh, like you say, Shakiri Cater coming back into the side. Um, the front end of Mane will feature against. Uh, Norwich possibly off the bench with only coming back a week before, but the other main, all the other main players should should be involved in that um, in that first Premier League game. Could possibly on the bench, Mane as a backup in case we we do need someone um, a little little bit extra substitution maybe in the second half. But I can't see um, uh, all being well. Mane featuring in the the first game against Norwich, he'll probably likely his first. Um, Appearance will be in the Super Cup game against Chelsea, yeah. which is on the following Tuesday or Wednesday. I think it's Tuesday, isn't it? Um, after the Norwich game. So, yeah, um, be interesting to see what happens. You've also got to take into, the, into account, haven't you, how fit is, is Mane and uh, sorry, Salah and Bobby going to be after their, their break? I, I hope well, they should have been doing their own, um, their own fitness programmes while they're away. To keep themselves ticking over, it's, it's the match fitness that the club may be worried about going into the the first game. So, um, hopefully, they get some minutes against Manchester City and be ready for for Norwich themselves. Yeah, because I just look at that. I think I think you might see them lads get twenty minutes on on Wednesday night against Leon. I think you might see them get. <laughs> they probably have to push it to forty five minutes for a few of them. 
from Sunday and then ready to go against Norwich. Uh, some Barry Carr says Van der Berg, Hoover, Phillips, Lewis, Jones, Wilson, Kent, Brewster, Elliot, Duncan is the team for Wednesday. Um, you might have a point because it, 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 it's although you're trying to get people fit, you're trying to protect them for the start of the season as well. Um, Riz, I have a question for you. Jared Davis asks, why are no journals asking Klopp for updates on any transfers? That's a fair question, Grizz, because nobody seems to be pushing them on it and really pushing them on it. You know, if this wasn't Klopp and this was, I don't know, name another Liverpool manager, Brendan Rodgers, I think that he'd be getting questioned every single day about transfers. Um, has he just got enough credit in the bank and journals are afraid of him? Is that, what, what do you think, Grizz? I think I think I think there's very much an element of that. He's um, he's, right, he's very charismatic and he has this aura about him. And he is known to be. I mean, everyone's got this image of Klopp being very ha 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 and friendly with the journals, etc. But he has got this sarcastic side to him where he he can sort of be uh, slightly slightly at times condescending with uh, press, which is absolutely fine by me. I like, you know, Fergie was the king of that. You know, Paul Wenger wasn't, and he used to get slaughtered and crucified as a result. And Fergie used to get an easy ride. So I can understand Klopp being like that. And I think I think he's made it abundantly clear. And, and the club have sort of sent messages via our journalists that, you know, we're not doing... And they said it early, so we're not doing much. We're not doing much. You know, some people thought it's to lower expectations or, you know, whatever the situation may be. Um, I think I think you're right. I think there is a, a hesitancy in, in some of the journals really pushing him. And I think a lot of them are sort of maybe a bit, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Intimidated, slightly intimidated by... I know, think they might be apprehensive about going up against them and asking questions. Yeah, I mean, he can, he can, he can. He's got this... Slightly petulant side to him sometimes. I've noticed it in press conferences, you know, where he, you know, he kind of, you know, plays dumb or, you know, pretends he didn't understand the question or sort of, you know, so he has got this side to him, but listen, at the end of the day, he's the, he's the main boss man, isn't he? He's the gaffer. And as much as people, some people, you know, hate it, that phrase, but it is, we've got to trust the man. And as you've said, I think it's fair to say he's got enough credit in his bank to sort of um, have that power and control over over the local media and, you know, definitely the fan base. Mm. You see, um, Kevin Sullivan says there they like the access they currently have. They do have good access currently, um, you know, with access to players and, and the manager and stuff like that for interviews as uh, throughout the season, not only in pre-season. Um, I think there is an, an element to it of not wanting to uh, rock a boat. Um and as you know, and an element of, you know, it's a it's a pretty tightly knit um, club with regards to information at the moment. If we push this, it's going to get even tighter. Um, we literally be getting standards, you know, um, press releases and stuff like that to walk off. Peter, um, you know, the, the the transfer window is edging close is edging close to closure, I suppose. Um, I think it closes next Wednesday. Um, which gives us about ten days now left in the in the transfer window. Um, looking at looking at um, the way things are going, you know, it, it seems there's a lot of you know it's 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 all being hyped up now. Like this Pepe thing up to Arsenal has gone from you know us to to Napoli to 
to Arsenal, you know, to four neck clubs, three unnamed clubs. It's it's a circus at this stage. Um, but we still haven't seen a major signing. You know, there's a guy that watches this show called Avi Hanser. Uh, he's all over Bruno Fernandes, and he has until we've given him a deadline until until the show tomorrow night. Um, if it doesn't happen by then, we're going to um, start questioning Avi Hanser. You know, all in good, all in like good spirits, nothing, nothing like outrageous. But but for you, look, just ten days left. Do you still have a feeling in your gut that Liverpool do do something, or do you think no, no, no? He's, I really feel like he's settled on what he has now. Yeah, well. With, like we say, 12 days to go to the start of the season, usually Klopp likes to bring any any new player in at the start, doesn't need to get him get him his fitness built up, get him used to the to the systems and the tactics that, that he utilises during games and, and training sessions. So um, it's it's looking less and less likely, isn't it? I just hope myself that there is one or two um, possible surprises, a couple of irons in the fire maybe that you that we don't know about. Bruno Fernandes has been mentioned, like we, we spoke to Avi on the, the chat room the other night, didn't we? And he was he was pretty adamant that Bruno Fernandes is one that um Liverpool have looked at. Um so he's been linked heavily with Manchester United, hasn't he, and, and other teams, but I just think is he is he a player who could come in and, and make a difference? I, I personally I think he is. I think he's a he's a creative player. I think he scored the 32 goals in Portugal last year, something like 25 assists. I know it's the league isn't as superior as, as the Premier League, but he's a player who's who can unlock defenses. So for me, there was too many players on that pitch today. We had basically we had five central midfield players playing on that pitch. Two of them played out wide: Gini Wijnaldum and, and Oxley Chamberlain. So for me, there's a, there's a need for a, a wide player backup. Can Fernandez play in one of them positions? Or he tends to play just like an inside left, doesn't he? Um, of the midfield, so he's definitely a player who can unlock defenses and create stuff. So for me, he's also better than than your likes of your Adam Lallanas um, and people like that. He's it's no no question for me that Bruno Fernandez is a player who would improve our squad um, and improve our first eleven probably. On some occasions, when when the likes of Keaton and, and other players are injured, he, he's one who can step in and and be at the same level, if not better, than, than some of them players that's already in that midfield, especially creativity wise. Yeah, it's um <clears throat> for me, <clears throat> like I've said all along, one or two players I, I stuck with two last week, and you know my bet is slowly sinking <laughs> as we get closer to <laughs> um, next Wednesday. I think um when, when the window closes, but. You know, and I've had this conversation throughout the week on the Fatback Four Daily about, you know, are we, are we, um, are we worried? Are we concerned? Are we annoyed? Are we upset? I'm on the side that I, I'm I'm happy with the squad. I would have slight concerns, and that's I think that's okay to have. Um, but Grizz, you know, looking at looking at the squad now and and how it's lined up, and especially the way you have players coming in at different. At different times and different fitness levels, and like you said earlier, you, you you can barely afford to drop a point playing up against the city side. Um, we get to next Wednesday night, Grizz, and and the the window closes, and we don't have we haven't done any business on top of of um, Depp van der Berg and Harvey Elliott. Um, what's your feelings? You know, all things being equal, what's your feelings going into that? Well, if we don't 
If we don't, yeah, we we, we just what we have well, now. I, you know, I've told you in private, and I'm telling you here as well. You know, and I still think we bring in one. Um, but but if we don't, then I will have the same concerns as, in my opinion, the majority of the fan base would have. Uh, there's a lot of rubbish on Twitter where everyone's jumping from sort of despair and sort of suddenly, you know, only what six, eight weeks ago we were champions of Europe and the best things in sliced bread and drop, and now suddenly is the, the, the despair and sort of, you know, absolute doom and gloom. So I wouldn't be like that, but I would have genuine concern. I would have genuine concerns, and I think the majority and sort of sensible, rational, sane fans would. And that would be around the amount of minutes that our front three have played and will be asked to play in the next season. I mean, we've had two seasons of them, guys, where we've actually like really worked them really, really loads in it. So, you know, there would be a concern in terms of in the drop off of uh, quality if them three wouldn't be available. And, you know, with Shakiri, is he really a front three man? You know, he's more of a attacking midfielder, maybe you could say, or a winger. So the concern would be justified, I think, if we didn't bring in a player. But I, I, I still think we all bring in a player. Um, I just, I just, I just think the rest of the squad is actually fine, Gav. The left back scenario, the left back scenario is a strange one. Uh, the fullback area, I mean, as we've discussed, on the right side is. It's the fullback is uh, areas covered in terms of I think Hoover, um, Joe Gomez, and even Milner covers there. Yeah, I was got, do you know something, Grizz? I was going to go into this right, and I was trying to think. For me, if you're naming the squad, Grizz, you can't name the likes of Joe Gomez as your third choice centre back and your third choice right back. Mm. Um, I, I don't think you can. I think Joe Gomez made it pretty clear that he wants to be a centre half for Liverpool, um, and I think it's. I think it's a little bit. It's a, a little bit. I don't know what way to put this, but we're 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 dodging a situation if we keep naming Gomez as this right back cover. That's my well, opinion. Well, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think it's it's Joe Gomez's choice at this stage, especially with his age, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, where he plays, I think Jurgen Klopp is still, and will still decide. That if he needs him at fullback, he will play him there. Klopp's the kind of you know the co- co- kind of coach where he's quite you know he's rigid when he when when he you know when he can put his foot down when he needs to. And I think you know Gomez may think that he wants to play at centre half, and yeah, he will you know majority of his career play at centre half. But if the needs be, then he will play at right back. I've been really impressed with this Hoover kid, uh, Gav. I think I think he's he's coming on leaps and bounds every time. In, every time I see him, he just um, doesn't remind me of Zanetti. Um, he just reminds me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, Cafu. he's so Cafu, you know. But he's actually a tad too overconfident on the ball, if you know what I mean, for like a high, uh, a high grade um, Premier League game. Do you, know, you, know, you do, know what, do you know what, Chris? Do you know A really interesting comment come in here, right, from Gary Paul, and he says. We have to be honest. We don't have the depth. Just be honest instead of trying too hard to be positive, right? Um, I think. Well, no. You see, I always go back to last season, right? And I've said this a few times. 
<coughs> Man City were lauded last season for the squad they had, right? And how they had this and how they had that and they had everything covered and everything else, right? And Liverpool have always been knocked about their squad depth. And Liverpool got beaten by a point by Man City, right? None of it came down to squad depth. Simple as fucking that. It came down to two teams being outrageously good and one managing to nick an, an extra point off the other. Um, you know, and Man City were knocked out early in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. You know, I mean, they were going through the cups. They were playing fucking nobodies all the way through the cups. I think they won the FA Cup final six. Oh, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? So, context it, it was a freak season yeah but what i'm saying is when, when people say to grizz to you that we don't have the debt right if if i always put it to them if we are six or eight games left in the end of the season and we we're top of the league by two points or, or level and then city went and, and used squad depth to go through the last games of the season winning them all and we ended up finished 10 points off them, right you'd, you'd point the squad depth i think it's hard to point the squad depth when you look at the season liverpool have had would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, people, this squad depth is so overplayed. Uh, it's, it's it's becoming irritating now. We have actually got very good squad depth, bar the positions that we just said. You know, the only two positions we haven't got, even though we've got depth. See, the thing is, people are confusing in in, in, in terms of depth and quality of squad depth. See, the thing is, we've got depth in our front three. You know, we've got the likes of Brewster, Origi, and Shakiri, as and maybe Wilson, you know, but the quality isn't. So is the drop-off is the, where, the, where the concern lies. The drop-off in quality of the depth is, is possibly just below cities. But then whose is comparable to cities, you know? There's no one. I mean, you know, you take out Harry Kane and sort of, you know, Harry Kane and Lucas Moura for a Spurs, who's left for Spurs? You know, you take out Aubameyang and Lacazette for Arsenal, who's left for Arsenal. So, you know, it is overplayed. We, you know, we, we, we've we built up a squad that he absolutely trusts 100%. Mm. He's built up a, not a team, a squad of about 15, 16 that he trusts like mad. Yeah. Yes, we are lacking um, someone who's just underneath that level of Mane, Bobby and Salah. It's difficult to get someone in who's just going to sit on the bench for the majority of the time and play the odd game and then just pay 70 million for him. It just doesn't make sense in Klopp's or, 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 or FSG's you know, mind. And we can't really criticise them for that because at the moment they've made very, very few mistakes. We're building up scenarios in our heads and minds that haven't taken place. And we're just deciding to go with that scenario and be negative about it and say, what if, what if, what if? Well, what if, if it happens, then... You know, they'll have to face the brunt of it, and Klopp will. He'll, he'll deal with it accordingly. Yeah. Do you know something, uh, Pierre, there's been, like, Gary Gary Paul, in fairness to him, comes back to me and says, what if Salah or Mane get injured? There's no one with the same quality. I fully agree with that, because I've said, if we were bringing somebody in, I'd like somebody to come in and challenge that front three, and not only challenge them, be there if, it, if an issue happens. Um, I do I do agree with that. But I just think, Pierre, if you're looking at the squad and, and the quality of the squad, would you agree with, with, with Grizz that when you look through it, it's probably a left-back and it's probably an attacking player light? And if that was to be rectified in the next, you know, 10 days or so, you would be completely and utterly confident going into the season? Yeah, I'd agree totally with what, what Grizz was saying there. Um, I think I think apart from them two positions, we're pretty much um, covered to two to three players for this position, aren't we? 
know, I think there's about eight midfielders the last time. Probably well, anyone else, uh, Peter. Yeah. You've got yeah, you've got um you've got four central defenders in Matip, Van Dijk, Gomez, Lovren and the the boy Van der Berg who, who's come in as well now. Right back you've got Gomez, um Trent obviously first choice and then also Milner and Henderson has played there in the past. Um like I say, midfield, spoil for choice there, isn't he? That's the dilemma that Klopp has each week, which three of them or if he plays a different position, uh, which two holding players and three in front does he go with, like we've seen last season. So, yeah, it is the the two wide positions. You're looking at a player who can cover the right and left for me. Um, and then, like you say, uh, somebody who could fill in for Andrew Robertson should he should he be out with for, for whatever reason. Um, that's that's a position where where we definitely need cover. So. But also you've got Milner who can fill in there, haven't you? And you've got the two young lads, LaRucci and Adam Lewis. So you've seen before that Klopp's willing to, to give youth um, an opportunity, like he showed with, with Trent putting him in for his full debut against Manchester United away. So he's not scared at all to to, to throw in a young lad and um, see if he sinks or swims. So that's that's one one thing that, that Liverpool fans are used to with Jürgen so, Klopp is you know, I he think- just give youth the chance. I think that LaRucci, you know, I've got a feeling, I've got a very sneaky feeling. I mean, we don't really know what the state of his injury is. I think it was basic. It was like weeks as opposed to months, and they said it's not too, too bad. Heavy bruising, I think, yeah. Yeah, but I really think, Gavin Peter, I really think LaRucci is going ahead of Adam Lewis in, in thinking. And Yeah, I would know, agree I, with that. I had a sneaky feeling, you know, we wouldn't, after seeing him play and just before he got injured, you know, he was, for me, again, he was one of the standout performers in that game against, uh, who was it? Uh, was it Sporting? The Sporting Seville. 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 Yeah, sorry. It was a Seville game and he stood out for me. Uh, he really did. And I was really, really upset but for him, obviously. But, you know, I was really, you know, I really wanted to see more of that. He, I, th- I thought, I think we may stick with him as, as this deputy to, to Robo along with the likes of Milner and sort of thing, and maybe not go for a left back and then just go for a, a forward. It's where it could uh, be, do you know what? I, 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 think, I think that might be the, the, the most uh, viable uh, situation right now. I think he has looked, uh, he could, sorry, I don't 100% think he's, he's done this, but it could be a case where he's looked and thought, now look, this left back, I'm going to go with him. I only need him for X amount of games which I can get him through if needs be, like uh, LaRucci, mm-hmm. right? And then it leaves him needing one player, and he goes and he gets this one player. Somebody asked there, is John, is John W. Henry a man of his word? And so, and a lot of people, I'm not ignoring your comments, by the way, they're all on my screen here, it's just there's so many going so quick, I'm trying to just uh, pick pick and choose as we go. Um, but somebody else says there, you know, um, someone made a point that, you know, City have, you know, covering all the different things. City are spending, you know, a hundred million on two fullbacks. You know, the kind of way that they're playing a different financial game to us, despite us being absolutely brilliant financially and in probably the best financial state that this club has ever been in. You're still playing a different ball game to City when it comes to finances. We all know what that is. Um, and, and, you know, you can be as strong as you possibly want, but when you're playing up against something like that, that can just throw a hundred million down on two fullbacks, that would probably play 15 games between them. That's a different, it's a different thing altogether. So, um, comparing us to City with spend is, is something I don't usually do. 
But I still, I would still contest that Liverpool squad is most definitely good enough to go and, and win a league. Um, I, I genuinely believe that. Pierre, um, you know, we're, we're looking at we're, we're looking at um, the, the, the the season, and we're looking at it being being you know twelve days away, as you said. Um, apart from us and City. Um, you know, because we're going on about these transfers all the time, and why haven't we done anything? We're in a we're in a great position, squad wise, uh, morale wise, with the European Cup sitting, you know, on the table. Um, we're really, really in great shape, and you know, how a player want our fans wanting a player to come in is just it's just how summers go. You know, the kind of way you want something every summer. It's like wanting something really good at Christmas every year. But looking around it, and I'm I'm, I'm very interested in looking at our other teams as well because despite us not doing anything massive in the market I still feel we're way ahead of the other clubs around us and all these clubs that actually need to do a hell of a lot aren't really doing a hell of a lot is there anybody that, that surprised you on what they've done or, or in fact haven't done I suppose um, with, with 12 days to go before the window um, well yeah I think Tottenham have strengthened pretty well haven't they they've brought in um and on Bele, the, the midfielder who's who looks like a uh, pretty much a powerhouse of a, of a midfielder from Leon. He, he's done um, he's done good things over there in the Champions League, so they've they strengthened with him. And as I can't remember the other one, I think they have brought another player in. Um, I'm surprised they brought they brought in and then Bele. They brought in is it Jack? Uh, oh, the, the young lad from, from Leeds, from, uh, Leeds and, as well, and, yeah, and they sent Clark, him back on loan. Yeah. And, oh, right, okay. and they've sold Kieran Trippier and apparently they're, they've let, they're letting Danny Rose go and they're letting the Aurier go um, and then there's talk of yeah. Diabala and Ericsson and all sorts of stuff going on so that's where sports kind of stand at the moment Yeah, uh, yeah. you've also got the situation with um, with Manchester United haven't you? Um, we, everyone thought they'd be doing much more business and looks like it's coming towards the last, last couple of weeks now are they going to Go out and, and spend big. I know the the, the Maguire situation is still running on, isn't it? They, I don't think they've agreed the fee with Leicester over him. Um, so that, I know they brought in Wan Bissaka earlier, uh, but is he uh, is he an Im- improvement on um, on the on the teams around him in, in that position? I'd say possibly not. He's come from a Crystal Palace side who finished the lower half of the table, who, who struggled defensively. Um, he's not in the made his full England debut, I don't think. He's, he's still playing in the England youth side, so he's, he's another one. Um, Everton have brought in some experience with Fabian Delph. I know they're looking at Wilves are hard as well, aren't they? Whether they can um, tempt Crystal Palace with enough money. I think it, someone said before that they had a £55 million bid rejected by Palace, so um, unless they go back in with more money, um, the likelihood is he'll either stay at, at Palace or he'll go elsewhere unless Everton cough up but what, how much... Um, Palace are after for them. So yeah, I don't think there's there's well, it, it's been a very very strange transfer window, hasn't it? There's, the teams haven't done much business whatsoever, and, and um, you could see a few panic buyers coming up to, towards the end of this this window. You could see the likes of United, Arsenal going out and spending big on on players who are not necessarily a fit for their team, but um, just, like just. Yeah, exactly. Someone yeah. like a Bale who, who's spent half his time on the substitute bench, either injured or, or 
um, or not interested in playing because he wants to play golf or whatever he said. So yeah, you, you've got the likes of him whose whose attitude seems to be wrong. Who who Manchester United could go and, and go and sign. Um, so yeah, there's, there's I think in the last couple of win uh, last couple of weeks of the window, you will see see movements and you you could see one or two surprises happening uh, um, around the Premier League definitely. Yeah, I. I... I'm looking at them and I, I, I think like well Chelsea obviously can't do anything. Um, you know, they're there's a snooker the way they are and that Frank Lampard um appointment I suppose is, uh, says it says it all. Um Arsenal supposedly not only having a forty million quid budget are now looking at supposedly Pepe at seventy two. They've loaned Cabios and they've signed a young defender, um, who thinks they're the biggest club in, in England, um, for some reason. Um you know, you'd have still only signed two in Daniel James and Wan Bissaka, and for me, they need a hell of a lot more work to them than that. And I think they are the side that are likely to go out and do like a Diabale or do a Gareth Bale, and it doesn't suit them, and they'll do it anyway because it just looks great. Um, you've only signed Rodri, although I think they've signed a second player. I can't think of his name, and um, <clears throat> that's about it. But Chris. They brought a lot back from PSV, didn't they? Um, Angelino, they had a, Sorry, that's the they had a that's yeah, the they had a buyback option on him, which they, um, the which they activated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. So, so looking at it all in all grids, just taking our situation with the situation that's there for all the other teams. Has anyone made significant moves to change the order of, you know, City, Liverpool? Um, I think Chelsea came toward, didn't they? Um, Spurs. And then Arsenal United. Has anyone in the league made any diff, any kind of inroads in, in changing that? Uh, a, top four and B, top six? In my opinion, absolutely not. At this stage, if you're telling me that Arsenal signing an attacking winger and an attacking midfielder, right? Typical Arsenal signings. And if Man United think by buying a mid-table fullback, right back is going to sort of make up the difference of what 30, 20, 30 points yeah. that we finished ahead of these teams their fans will tell you deluded their fans would say absolutely no because you got because you know we always look at ourselves and we're very self-critical and it's fine it's that's the way it should be no problem always look after number one but those teams are crying out for players Spurs all the news about Spurs and they're going to do this, they've actually only bought Ndombele, who's near enough a like-for-like, like, all right, a younger, more robust version of the Dembele that's left them, who left them last season, you know, who's injured. You know, they're possibly going to lose Ericsson in the last week. You know, Ericsson wants out. A lot of these teams have got a lot of instability about them. Lukaku, mm. I, mean, I, I mean, Lukaku's all right, you know, different opinions, but at the end of the day, he's got an amazing record in the Premier League. He's out of United. All right, they're going to go and spend £80 million on Harry Maguire and Van Bissaka. At the moment, that's their signings, right? Mm. Do, does that make up the 30 points against us? Absolutely not. The only team we should be worried about, and of course are worried about, would be City, because they're such a machine, but... Let's not underplay what influence Vincent Company had on that team. He was their leader. He's their sort of easily the best central defender, even at his age. They've replaced him with a DM who's going to be played when Fernandinho can't play. Now, 
we go toe to toe with them again and we've just lost out to that team by sort of what a millimeter of that ball going over the line at the Etihad, right? So I don't see where we've gone backwards as everyone keeps saying. Or you know, standing still possibly you can say, but no, but because Koch Koch I don't know I don't know cross between Poch and Klopp there. Yeah. But Klopp Klopp's Klopp so many times has stressed that he believes he can coach the team and with the experience to be even better. And who are we? Look, let's be honest and humble about it. Who are we to go against possibly the best manager in the world at the moment? You know, one of the top three, if not at least the top three coaches in the world. Where do we get this sort of arrogance and, 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 and opinion that, no, but we know that this is going to happen and this could happen? I find it bemusing and, and insane to even even talk about it, you know, let the man do his job like he has been doing for the last two, three seasons and what amazing job he's been doing. So look, I've, trans- I've digressed from a bit from your point, but no, I don't think the the other teams like your Chelsea, Chelsea can't do anything. Your Spurs, your Arsenal, your Man United have done enough to sort of bridge that gap between us and City. And I don't think City have done amazing business to sort of get away from us for our fan base to be in such a state it is. Okay. Um, Lads, the two years now for the next five minutes. I want I want you to think of your favourite goal from last season. It doesn't have to be the best one. Just your favourite goal. I'm going to ask you at the end why. Um, um, what your favourite goal is. People that are watching on YouTube and on Periscope, if you want to start putting in your comments for your favourite goal last season, um, and what I'll do is anyone that matches grades or peers uh, choice will go into a draw for a prize from More Than A Game UK. Uh, More Than A Game are a company that do Liverpool phone covers, stickers, uh, coasters, uh, loads of different pieces of merchandise. So your fav- last five minutes, your favourite um, Liverpool goal from last season, and I'll ask you right at the end, anyone that matches Peter's or Grizz's choice um, will go into that draw. Um, I'm go- what was the last thing I wanted to speak about? Oh, yes. So, we we go into this week now with Leon um, this week, and we go into Man City, and then we have Norwich, okay, and then the window closes in the meantime. Pierre, do we need to see something results-wise in Leon and City before going into this Norwich game, or do you think there's, no, they're just, again, they're too glorified, friendlies, I wouldn't worry about it. And the reason I ask is, is because Andy in particular is not looking forward to this community shield because he feels that it's a chance for City or us to get kind of one up, um, you know, going into the season. Do you agree with that or do you just think he's reading too much of it because Andy's a bit mad? Um, I suppose there is a, a psychological point to the game. Obviously, the, the team that comes out on top of it is going to go into the season with, with the tails up and knowing that they've beat their, their closest rivals if you like. So, yeah, I do um, see that aspect to the game next next Sunday. But, yeah, the Leon, I think the Leon game, the, the result doesn't doesn't matter so much um, as the, the Charity Shield one. I just think it's it's more about the team getting getting back to to a sort of way of playing and getting the style back, getting how the, the pressing game back because there's been there's been no signs of it whatsoever from from the previous games. I know there's been a lot of chopping and changing with with substitutes and 
and and players starting different games. So I think it's time now that the club. Well, you did see that today when Klopp played about the first eleven. I think it was sixty minutes, wasn't it? So I think you just need to see um, some stability in the in the the starting lineup going into to the to the season, which is why I think he might start with the the youngsters against Leon and then bring on the the senior players later on in that game. Maybe after even twenty. 20, 30 minutes, I think you might see the 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 end of the game, the, the strongest 11 that he thinks he, he might be going into the season with against Manchester City, similar um, situation. I think he, it'll probably be the team that started um, today with a, with a stronger bench um, going into that game. So, yeah, I don't think the, the results are a massive factor in this. I think it's about getting back to to a style of play and um, where we feel comfortable and getting some some confidence into the team, which I think will come back when the other players come come back into the side, especially Allison. He's gonna fill that back forward with confidence once again, knowing that them them four know that they've got him behind him, as opposed to Simon Mignolet. And um, it's it's gone into different kettle of fish, isn't it? So yeah, be interesting to see what happens against Leon and then uh, Manchester City at the weekend. Okay. Um, Jono says there that City are going to be weakened a lot in this community shield. I don't know why. I don't really keep up with them. But Chris, for you, Leon, then City, then the transfer window closes, then we play Norwich. Um, I, I, I've already asked you what I want you to want to see, but you know, do you think anything hinges on any of these games and affects us going into Norwich? Nah, absolutely not. We just pray for absolutely no injuries or anything of that kind, just, that's all it is. I couldn't give two hoots about the, forget the Leon game. The charity shield is often talked about in terms of setting a a marker, confidence, going up against the fact that we're playing our main, main rivals for the title. Uh, Some people may say, you know, it gives a psychological edge to whoever wins it. I don't think it does. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head in terms of, you know, who, who, you know, how many teams win the charity shield and then go on to win the league. I don't know if there's any sort of, you know, significance to that or yeah. link to that. Andy, but, Andy yeah. just, Andy just thought it might be a, a psychological thing where we play them and they kind of, oh, we beat you. You know, Andy, Andy was just, uh, I think Andy's losing. No, where, 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 what does, does Klopp call us? We're mentality bastards or kings or something, isn't it? Mentality monsters. Yeah, a bit different from bastards. Yeah. But yeah, I think I might have got that one wrong, but yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I, I'm nearly you sure you did, yeah. today. Yeah. Hey? You just called them pricks today. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, in terms of, uh, in terms of, uh, being mentally weak, now nah, that doesn't, that doesn't bother me. We, even if they beat us, it won't bother us or it won't bother, um, Definitely won't bother the Klopp and team. So it's just a matter of getting those lads back, the main guys back, getting some form of rhythm, and just all systems go from Norwich, man. The next, okay. the next two weeks, the next ten days are going to be hell on on social media and Twitter, yeah. regardless yeah. of what happens. You know, unless we sort of go and sign, you know, Dembele, regardless of whatever happens, it's going to be murder on Twitter. Yeah, um, it's, it's best to just avoid it and just look. It's going to be a bloodbath. Oh, yeah. yeah. It absolutely is. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jono says the Manchester Evening News is saying they won't have Mares Aguero, Edison Jesus, Fernandinho, Otamendi, 
you know all that sort of stuff so John is just guess. filling us in with that and he's saying if yeah. we lost to a team without those guys it would be embarrassing he has a fair point if we went full strength and uh, then we we went out against the very weak neither team, team you know. go full strength no I don't think they will I think they, they'll be working it'll all depend simply because of the amount of players coming back they're going to try to walk around them and you know try you know lead them into this season in the in the best possible way you know so um what was I going to say? Yeah, Grizz, before we go, your favourite goal from last season. Doesn't have to be the best, just your favourite goal from last season. Hit me. Oh, my favourite goal was Mo Salah's uh, against Chelsea. Okay. Uh, the emotion of it, everything. Just, you know, my mother-in-law praying. Mm. Um, and then within a second of her praying, Mo Salah putting it in the top corner. Okay. Was just, you know, I was in tears, mate. All right. Uh, Peter, your favourite goal from last season? Yeah, the, uh, I've got a favourite top three really so it's hard to choose but in terms yeah yeah, he's well worse than you he's not down three just give me one importance um, I'll I'll have to go my favourite goal it's not the most it wasn't the most important goal the most important one was Origi in the Champions League final Um, but my favourite goal was was Mo Salah against um, Chelsea at home in the 2-2 draw you yeah. both went for the same goal. Unbelievable. We both go for the same goal. Peter. Right. Well, what I'll do is... Oh. I'll, I'll, no, that's okay. I'll throw my favourite goal in. Um, my favourite goal was... I'm going to be honest and say... Mane away to Bayern Munich. Um, listen, it was big in the game. You know, we went, we ended up winning 3-1 on the night. But the ball, the touch, the making a fool and Neuer, the two defenders on the line and he chips it. Um, he 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 wins it for that, and he he only just about beats the one against Watford where he's back to goal and he back heels a pass. Uh, ben Foster, I think, is in goal. Um, an outrageous goal. Uh, so we'll go with Salah and we'll go with uh, Mane away to Munich. If anyone said those, um, I will look up the feed between the time I announced that and now. And whoever's matched that, we'll we'll put them in the draw for the prize. Um, that's been the Fatback 4. That's been 55-odd minutes, I think. Um, so we're getting really good at this. 57 minutes. Um, Peter's daughter has joined us to say hello. I can see her in the picture there. Um, Mart, uh, you're always she's, welcome. She's, she's being very shy. Say hello to everybody, Leila. No. No, she's not saying hello. Been. She's not saying hello. There we go, we got away. I wouldn't say hello to Gav either. <laughs> um, but look, that's been the Fatback 4 for the, today, Sunday. I will be back tomorrow evening. Um, uh, uh, sorry, no, there's no show tomorrow evening. Sorry, there's no show tomorrow evening. Um, I will be back on Tuesday at 10pm and uh, we will go from there. Um, thanks for watching. Thanks for joining in. Thanks for commenting. Peter, thanks a million for joining me. Grizz, thanks a million for joining me. We will You're see welcome. you next week with the Fatback 4. Over and out. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. (laughs) You love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya. Quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto. ¿Viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un Fileo Fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Sports Social Podcast Network.